0: all right
1: all right welcome back to another exciting edition of the pointless exercise podcast. Uh, we have our uh, our usual alignment when it's baseball season. So if, uh, I'm Andy from pointless exercise and Decipio just to make it confusing. Um, Sam fells is here from Deadspin. Indeed. Hello, sir. And Kyle Reichert is here from Wisconsin.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This is true, from Twitter. Wisconsin. Is that the same thing? I don't know.
1: There are many similarities. (laughs) So we... uh, Here in... I guess it's July. Time has no meaning anymore. Um, It's a flat circus. It is. Yes, a flat circus. (laughs)
3: uh,
1: That was... McConaughey, right? Not Woody.
3: <laughs> uh, that was well. McConaughey was a flat circle,
1: and then some. Woody was a flat
0: circle.
3: <laughs> Woody was the flat circus.
1: <laughs> uh, but it's it's apparently it's opening night in baseball, and then the Cubs are going to play the Brewers tomorrow in a game that is supposed
2: to actually count. So I guess it's time mm-hmm. for baseball. And
3: as much as these things count.
2: Well, don't uh, ask Sox fans how much these two games counted this week. Those were their two biggest wins in a solid decade. <laughs> it's amazing how excited they got.
1: Yeah,
3: they uh, they clearly, these will be landmark <laughs> occasions when they look back. Um, although now, boy, it would be impossible for the White Sox to miss the
1: playoffs now. Yeah, there's nothing they like really it. Have- on opening day you just decide to, hey, let's add 60% of teams to the playoffs
2: three hours before the season starts right
1: as, <laughs> as if this wasn't calvin ball enough
3: we're just gonna change the rules like three hours before first pitch so uh, i have to i have that maybe maybe you guys can help me i don't understand why the players and i mean i know why the owners want to expand the playoffs because it's more money and the cover story is that well because it's only 60 games we need to have a large playoff field i don't I don't get it, because 60 games is hardly enough of a sample, so we're just going to let everybody in? Is that the argument?
1: Well, the answer is, as you would be shocked to know, it's money on both sides. Because the players did this weird thing when, you know, they're playing games right now on an agreement that they didn't make in June or July, but they made in March. Right, they, they made a point to not approve any of the owner's offers so that they, they maintained the, the right to file a grievance that the owners negotiated in bad faith, which they did. Which we all they know did. they did. One of the things that they gave up was pay for the playoffs. They're basically going to play the playoffs for meal money until mm-hmm. today when they added six teams and mm-hmm. changed that part of the agreement to where they're getting paid again. That's why they... They wanted. get
3: playoff shares now.
1: Yes. I don't know how much. It hasn't come out. But that the, the, the impetus for the players was, well, it'd be nice to get paid while we're playing playoff games.
3: And more of us will get paid now because... Yes. The thing I don't know
1: that was the hang-up, that's why it wasn't just an automatic, was... The owners were like, "Okay, that's fine, but if we you agree to this, then you can't file that grievance anymore." And the players were like, "No, seem- we want both." <laughs> and, I, and I think if you have, I think if you have a decent lawyer, you could have even said yes to the owners to that today and still file the grievance.
3: Well, you'd like to think they'd have a good lawyer. I don't know. They- um, I mean, we talked. We the three of us talked about this. This season is so stupid. And so even – let's ignore the fact that it's dangerous and is basically a very bleak statement about society. This whole season is so silly, so stupid. It doesn't really matter what they do. Like, I don't care that there's a DH in the National League. I don't care that they're starting extra innings with a runner on second base. I mean, this season is the kind of season, well, whatever. Do anything. Who cares? It doesn't really count. It's, it's not really real. This is baseball ninja war. Yeah, I found myself so. I found myself
2: getting pissed about the playoff thing this afternoon and then yeah, I thought back to exactly that, Sam, what you had said <laughs> last week about it being a, a a funky baseball cup of sorts. So just I mean yeah get 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 weird with it. Who cares?
1: So Who cares? Is it so this is the baseball season equivalent of the floor is lava? Is that what it is?
3: Yeah. yeah. Basically yes. Um,
1: um although there are now at least two things that I think Decisions they made for their little funky sixty game season that will never go away. The DH of the National League and the expanded playoffs. They're here forever.
3: I think I think the expanded playoffs are not. I don't think that will stick. But no, I, think, I
1: there's no way they're gonna give up postseason
3: uh, money. But I think I think you're right. I think the DH and the NL is probably here to stay.
1: I think the only uh, one that's the only gimmick that is still up for grabs is the stupid runner on second. In the extra innings. That one I think they're literally testing. They did it in, supposedly in the name of safety this year. And if they, if people like it and they think it's workable, they'll keep it. Otherwise, I think that could very well just get chucked.
3: Let me tell you how this expanded playoffs thing is going to go away. The Yankees are going to go 52 a day. <laughs> they're then going to lose to the Angels. Or let's make it even worse. Um who could they lose the, the 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 Rangers, something like that, or or maybe even the, maybe even Cleveland in two games? Just get like like they'll play Cleveland and Cleveland will just have Beaver and Clevenger come out and just shut them down immediately, and the Yankees will throw such a bitch they'll get rid of it. No more no more expanded players. You just watch. That's well, what, what will but happen. what
1: if the other teams are so excited that the Yankees are bitching that they're like, oh no, we like this. This is staying. does Doesn't screw matter. The, Doesn't screw it the
3: matter. Throw the, the throw the Yankees and Dodgers on it, like Dodgers lose in three games too, and that'll be that. It'll be over. They'll, no, they won't keep it.
1: No, I think the Dodgers already budgeted their extra playoff round to Mookie for the next twelve years. <laughs> 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 They're like, no, no, no. How about more playoffs? We'll play eight rounds. Well, I, I, we don't I have care. a
3: question about that. No, I have a question about that. Now, I, I, I wrote this yesterday, and I and all, all the baseball analysts on the major sticks. The major outlets are saying, "Oh well, look at this. Mookie got, you know, he got market value." And I'm looking at 28, 29 million a year. That's not market value for Mookie Betts, is it?
1: No, it was supposed to be. Mike Trout like makes 30, 37. Yeah, it was supposed to be 35 million, which then 35. was. Supposed to he make... was asking. He was asking the Red Sox for 40.
2: Yeah, and that was and supposed to make KB KD... a whole bunch of it too. Yeah,
1: it was supposed to make Chris Bryant worth like 33 million dollars a year then, although. Right. Given who Chris's agent is, it still makes him worth thirty three million dollars a year because well, Boris isn't Chris's be like, screw this, you're Mookie's not signing Mookie, you're signing Chris Bryant.
3: Isn't is, a, is a Mookie a Boris guy?
1: Uh it could one of the reasons Mookie signed what he did is he gets a lot of it was supposedly for tax purposes. A signing bonus. And then he's guaranteed this money no matter you know, he gets a shitload does it start this year or next? But if if games are screwed up next year, Mookie doesn't care. Starts he, next year, but he Mookie's, gets he, Mookie he gets, gets 27
3: this yeah. year anyway.
1: Mookie gets well, he gets a prorated 27.
3: prorated 27. 60 games at yeah.
1: 27, which I don't know how a guy could live on.
3: <laughs> I mean, in a logical world, which we don't live in, I get it. No one's paying Chris Bryant more than Mookie bets.
0: Absolutely I not. <laughs> like, I and mean, I, I look, I've been
3: I've been the one screaming the loudest. They you have to re sign Chris Bryant. You get one Chris Bryant per lifetime. He like is still on track to be the greatest cover of all time. Why are you thinking about trading? But like if Mookie makes twenty nine million, okay, then Chris, you're capped at twenty five. Like that's what you get. Like that's that's your market
1: well, now. I, yeah, I think I don't think it works that way. I think it's he was a free agent then, I'm a free agent now. You know, if you think Mookie's better than me, go right. sign him. Oh, that's right. You can't. The Dodgers have him for 12 years. But you could sign me. So, give me. I think that's how it works. It's supposed to <laughs> so give me. It's supposed to go up, not down. Right. And but, like, yes, like I mean, because Chris, Trout's better, he sets a ceiling, but guys can get pretty close to him even if talent-wise they shouldn't be snuggled up as close to his salary as they are. You still fair enough,
3: but like the risk Chris would be taking is that the market will somehow be corrected in a year and a half which I don't think it will be
1: well is he really gonna take a risk because do we think the rickets are actually gonna offer him anything or you know they're gonna only to buy something. him out you know, are to buy him to buy him out of free agency I don't know I mean you, they you would, would certainly like to think one they, year. they should be they should be talking to yeah. him right now. You know, after he said, you know, after he said, I love it here, the reason I, I decided I'm going to leave my my baby unattended, because I assume that they just leave the kid alone <laughs> in, the, in the condo, um, and I'm going to play because I love my teammates, I love the Cubs, and I take less money to stay here, and they're like, uh, no, you're not supposed to say well, that. It you're is, supposed to say we get more, so that if is, we let you go, the fans aren't mad at us. Please stop. That's what the Ricketts say. It is curious
3: that Theo keeps saying, well, we can't. This is not the. We can't talk about this now. No. This is not the time for it. There's too much going on in society. We can't talk about it. The Dodgers are like, here's Mookie. You know. So I don't. I wonder if Theo's already been told we're fucked. <laughs> like, they've already gone to Theo and been like, we have no money. Everybody's got to go.
1: But isn't Theo like, uh, my contract expires right before his does, or right as his does? So well, right. Just let Jed <laughs> worry about it. <laughs> That's not my problem. Do you think Theo's actually... Do you, I mean, he, I'd love it if Theo just came
3: out and said that, but he's not going to say that. No, you know, not, He's no. just like, I'm out of here anyway. So. And on that note, welcome to the Cubs opening day.
1: So anyway, so they, they did trim their... Trim, I guess it's hard to trim a roster down to 30 when you don't have 30 major league players. So they padded <laughs> a, a roster to 30. <laughs> and despite the fact that he spent last night uh, throwing pitches mostly at the Cubs dugout. Dylan Maples made this squad. <laughs> this is the year. This is the year. I, it's, it's it's bad enough for me that I have to watch Tyler Chatwood pitch. I don't <laughs> need to watch there's gonna be a game where they go from Chatwood to Maples and my oh, brain is just gonna explode. It's just gonna no, be It's a
3: brilliant it's a brilliant strategy because so will the other teams. The other team will crack from having to deal with both Chatwood and Maples, the fact that it's the fourth inning and they're two and a half hours in, and it will beat them down and then it leave them useless for the rest of the series. It's a brilliant strategy. <laughs> well, they get so used it. to
1: look tra- tracking pitches that are nowhere near <laughs> right. the plate. Their, then when their them,
3: muscles freeze right, up.
1: And somebody else comes in and they're like, wait a minute, what? Their perspective is by off. The
3: time they actually, by the time they actually have to swing and run, they pull something because they're so stiff. It's a brilliant. It's a brilliant plan. Here's the thing. Here's why Dylan Maples has to be my guy. He's the only guy that comes from who's got, like, stuff. It's bad stuff, but it's stuff. (laughs) Like, the way this is supposed to work is you fill your bullpen with a bunch of dorcases and corn-fed mules and guys with bad childhoods who, who come on, throw 98 miles an hour for two years, their ligaments fall off, and you replace him with the next one, and the Cubs don't do this every time they bring some kid up from wherever he throws like ninety two, and yep. he's got like a half slider, and he gets his head kicked in.
1: <sighs> yeah, they they don't. I don't understand. I don't understand their approach to pitching at all.
3: Right. Well, they've got a lab.
1: Yes, so that's right. What, they have what a, do I know? The, I don't uh, have a oh, lab.
3: Yeah. So I must not be as smart yes. as them. Right.
1: If I had a Rep Soto machine, I would be so much right.
3: smarter. Okay. Well, their their lab is going to give you a whole lot of Dwayne Underwood and Dwayne Norwood and Dwayne Wick and the other Dwayne Wick and my other brother, Daryl. And they're going to lose a lot of games in the 6th, se- 7th, and 8th. And ninth. But they got a lab. So what do I know?
1: Well, but that... that- that lab apparently works if your name is Wick. Right. Otherwise, I mean, you
3: two correct no. me. Is there anyone in the Cubs bullpen that I should be excited about? Is there any reason I shouldn't hide behind my couch when any starter comes out of the game, well, which for at least the first couple weeks is going to be the fourth or fifth inning?
1: Yeah, and here's how scary it is. The guy who has looked the best is Dwayne Underwood.
3: Yeah, it is Dwayne Underwood. He's going to be, yeah. like, the go-to
1: guy yeah. here. He's the guy that actually seems to have stuff that he can right. get near the catcher.
3: It only took him five years to find it. Yes. He's been in the system forever, right?
1: Yeah, they drafted yeah, him. Yeah, it was um, him. I think Larry Himes drafted him. Pretty
3: sure. Wouldn't the, surprise the me. Early well, 90s. The Larry
2: Himes <laughs> reference. What, uh, what happened to Adbert? I mean, I know the the South Bend team, but why was he not – he was really really never under consideration don't for know. anything. It didn't yeah, seem it like – It seemed
1: really weird to me that when, when they got to summer camp, you didn't see Adbert or Colin Ray. Not that Colin lights the world on fire, although he did lead the Pacific Coast League in ERA last year. Which at or like, Braylon at like Marquez, nine. right? Right. You didn't see those guys. And that – we were all pretty much in agreement. And they should – I'm sure they listen to that podcast and they take everything. Oh, yeah, for, clearly. That those were the kinds of guys <laughs> – that you, that this season necessitates that a, a second round of starters who have you know I don't know Ray has stuff but the other two guys certainly do who you can get a couple of innings out of if you're if and when your starter is like I'm tired in the fourth and they didn't keep any of them it's like oh right. right, we got I mean, there be- we got eleven guys in the bullpen yeah. no you have you have eleven <laughs> bodies in the bullpen you don't have <laughs> there are eleven guys sitting out there yeah
3: but. They must be so worried about Adbert's fragility that they don't want to use him yeah, like
1: that. Honestly, you would honestly, some teams are going to get super aggressive with their prospects and basically say, look, guys, this is this is a half-assed season. Go out and see what happens. You know, it, We're going to start over next year. See what you get. If you get your head beat in, big deal.
0: Right. And the Cubs well, I mean, apparently are
1: not going to be one of those teams. And it's going to work for somebody. Somebody's going to get a guy and be like, holy shit. And the what? Cubs are going to beat no, he's at South Bend working on his cutter. And <laughs>
0: it's like,
3: well, Michael, how can it be good for his development to spend a whole season just throwing against a wall yeah. in South Bend? I mean, I don't know what it is they do out there. I don't know what anyone does in South Bend, to be honest.
1: Um, he drive to you know, I
3: mean, like, Walker. Right, I mean, you might as well at least aid his development by having him around and throwing a few innings a week. Yeah, I, mean, I it's, like you said, it's a it's a fuck around season yeah. anyway. So have a guy throw a few innings just because it's good for his arm and his development. Like I don't.
1: I mean, I would think it's like you know, there's nothing precluding them from doing it later, but there's not much later in this season. Right. It's pretty <laughs> right. much it he, starts and ends pretty fast. So.
3: Right. Either that, or just send him home. Just say, you know what, encase yourself in carbonite until next spring training. Like what? Why even have them in South Bend? I
1: don't. I don't get it. I mean, what's the sense of paying a dozen Ivy League douchebags in your front office if they don't come up with any ideas? I mean, I mean,
3: that's a. I you know, we used to sit here and lament how Joe Madden wasn't actually that progressive, wasn't that creative of a manager right. on the field, but I'm starting to wonder if it's just the front office that's out of ideas. Yeah, like what it, do they do that's so from out of out of the box thinking?
1: Yes. And was it that they weren't like it's not that Joe wasn't implementing their brilliant strategies, is that they didn't have any brilliant strategies.
3: They, they to didn't have brilliant strategies. We'll find out.
1: They've got their guy
3: now. I mean, like I mean if, in this season in a can, this is the time to try anything. Like, hey, what we're gonna have all openers. Our starters come in the third inning. That's what we're doing. Why not? Yeah, I mean, like, and if John Lester doesn't like it, he's out of here in, in, in two months' time anyway.
1: I and mean, we're going to see it right away because the skinny little manager in Milwaukee will—I guarantee you—he's going to spend the season pulling shit out of his ass and see if it works. Right.
2: That's oh, absolutely. It's
1: the, the whole idea. I mean, let's have
3: some fun. It's not fun following this team anyway. Anyway, I'm getting way too angry for a season that does, a doesn't mean anything and b hasn't started. Right.
1: So the the 30 man roster. So I apologize. The cut down to the 30 man roster. A wasn't really a big deal. It was though. Um, I got to hand it to Daniel Discalso I mean, this is a smart dude. He got oh, one at bat last night. He took. He swung and missed at a ball and and started limping and now he's on the 45 day deal which basically he's not going to play all year and he's going to get he's paid for, for the, the whole year. season or he gets paid just you know he's going to get as much money as they owed him it was brilliant i've i've never understood why more players don't try this the last day of spring training he's like i'm i'm screwed oh i mean he literally did the uh, al Chervik. oh my arm
0: i think it's broken
1: that's literally what he was doing in the and i just i wanted to I, I almost literally clapped at home for him. I'm like, "See, that's, that's the most valuable thing you've done for the Cubs."
3: Um, he's such a metaphor for like their la- like how the whole team is run. Like he was their free agent signing. Yeah. He got he had like eight at bats. Oh, he was he
1: wasn't very good and he, he got hurt. He was their He was their FU to Joe because he was, "Look, this is a guy who he, he went with a new launch angle in Arizona, and now he's unlocked all this power. And Joe right. looked at him and went, uh-huh. That <laughs> was well, very impressive, guys.
2: So, <laughs> assuming he doesn't play this year, which is looking likely, he will end his Cubs career with a robust 521 OPS.
1: <laughs> hey, good uh, work dude. if you can get it. <laughs> he's, he's this century's Jeff Blouser. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for playing, Daniel. I feel bad for him that he only gets, you know, like thirty some percent of of his heist for this year, but So still. does everyone else. That's all it It's works. a solid effort by Danny Gascalso. So they <laughs> solid. Cut, So they cut down to thirty. Uh they also didn't keep uh the speedster, Ian Miller. The little outfielder who is fast and can't do anything else.
3: Well, <laughs> oh, Freddie Freddie
1: Bynum. People seem very shocked that he's going to South Bend. We'll see him at some point and it'll be a waste of time when we see him. But at least they're not wasting it from day one. Um and then everybody it looks like. Well no, not everybody. The Brewers didn't. A lot of teams are keeping a third catcher in this first round, and so the the uh the great uh Josh Fegley, um Josh who ben? is way too large a man to have a single digit on his uniform, because that four, there's a lot of stretching going on on that thing on the back of his jersey. But uh, he made the team, and I just have a feeling that because his manager was a third catcher for much of his career, that he was going to make it anyway. And <laughs> I know that the I know that teams have two irrational fears that I've just I've never understood. The first one is actually I guess there's three irrational fears. One is like we can't ever let our back our last catcher bat because right. if, if our catcher gets hurt, what will we possibly do? Oh, my God, someone else will have to catch. So that's number one. Number two is we have to carry some slapdick guy who could play shortstop in case <laughs> our real shortstop gets hurt and we have to finish a game without him. And it's like the way that the injured list works, and the, and they invented air travel, I don't know how long ago, you can have a shortstop there the next day. So you might right. have to get through, I don't know, three innings with somebody else playing shortstop. And then now there's the, now the Cubs are experiencing the new, uh, the formerly American League only fear of, if we use our one of our catchers as a DH, if the starting catcher gets hurt, we're going to lose the DH because we're going to have to put the catcher in. And I say, big fucking deal. That's what you have a bench for. Somebody can right. you can pinch hit twice for the rest of the game, and then the, the if your catcher's hurt bad enough, the third guy can show up the next day. It'll be okay. Plus be... for the Cubs, their emergency catcher is Javi, and I think we'd all like to see that.
3: Isn't their emergency catcher Schwarber?
1: It's not. Apparently, it's Javi. They apparently don't. I guess. No. I guess in a pinch they would go to Schwarber because Javi's too valuable.
3: Schwarber caught one inning last year. I was there. Yeah. He
2: did. Yes.
1: So yeah. So they've got the Cubs actually have two emergency catchers. Then. Right. So what is the sense of Josh Fegley at all? I just. I don't get it.
3: <laughs> yeah, the fear of losing the DH. It's like you're you're talking about maybe in a bat or two. Like let's say you're you're in your scenario. <laughs> Like the, the the only way it really goes pairs is if your catcher, your first catcher gets hurt, so your catcher who's DHing that day has to move to catcher. Yeah. Okay, so now your pitcher's going to take two at-bats, maybe. And maybe those two at-bats will come in a big situation, maybe they won't, you don't know. But if he gets hurt in like, the fifth
1: inning, who cares? Yes, you, yeah, you, you, you <laughs> should easily, be, you actually get to use your bench for a change. <laughs> right, right.
3: So but hey, this is what they wanted. This is what they had in mind.
1: Because I've long had I've had a hair up my butt with the Cubs with terrible backup catchers. Like
0: every at bat they
1: wasted on Gabor Baco and- David Ross. <laughs> Well yeah, year one of David Ross. He was he was less than useless. He was terrible. He was so washed up.
3: He he was terrible. It's
1: like I can't believe they have another year of this guy. And then he somehow goes through his miracle twenty sixteen season where when I was when I was two thirty But when I was doing the rewatches of those playoff games, it was amazing how much important shit he was in the middle of and was useful.
3: Probably shouldn't have been. I'll tell you why, it doesn't matter now because they won the game and they won the series. But when I was at Game Five of the World Series, and he came up with the bases loaded in that, that inning that they scored yeah. all three of their runs, I was like, "Why aren't you pinch hitting for mm-hmm. him now? Get Schwarber up there now! Could have Lester throw to Contreras. Yeah, like for, this is the this, this, this is, the... is the spot. You had Schwarber for. Now he ended up hitting a sack fly, and that was the difference mm-hmm. in the game. And yeah. God bless him, but like, he, like we could, they, I was sitting there, they, they could blow this open right now. Right now they could blow this open. Get Schwarber in there. He's here. Why is he here otherwise? Just do it. Go for it. Who cares? Uh, I mean, it worked out. So, but yeah. Anyway. Well, if, if, they, well,
1: had, if they had blown game seven, the, obviously the guy who would have got all the blame would have been a role. This thing would have deserved it. He's the one that threw the pitch. Right. Joe obviously gets a lot of blame for pitching a this as much as he did, although that's what a was from- there for. Or but going the other away from guy Hendricks was when
3: he was fine.
1: But the other, the 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 part that people would ha, would have been a bigger deal was that Ross caught Aroldis in two innings in the postseason.
0: Yeah, he caught him
1: in the clincher in San Francisco in the last inning, and then he caught him in that inning in Cleveland. And he never called anything but a fastball. He couldn't in, catch a and, and, slider, right? He was <laughs> afraid to try to catch a slider. And then it's the amazing thing is the next inning when Aroldis has to get through the ninth with the tie, with the keep the game tied. Montero's his catcher, and he's throwing sliders because he could catch them. Mm-hmm. he was he would rather a roll throw the slider than the fastball because I, it was easier <laughs> for him to catch
3: can I can I give you the inside scoop on that? So yeah. I got a buddy works at a very very well known downtown rooftop here in Chicago. The Rickets had an event there about a month after they won the World Series. So, Tom's telling all these stories from game seven to the staff, like in the back. And actually, my friend said Tom's an extremely nice guy, which I would tend to believe. I don't like the way he runs the team, I think gotcha. he's an idiot. But I would, be, I, would, I would not be surprised that he's very pleasant to talk to. So, the story was that after the eighth inning, when Ross could only call fastballs, they come back to the dugout, and Madden's like, Are you going to call a slider? <laughs> <laughs> and Ross is like, I can't catch it. So he turns to Montero, they called Mike, and he's like, Mike, can you catch a roll this and call sliders? And Montero looks at him and goes, All fucking sliders, fuck Cleveland. <laughs> 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 so they, that's why Montero was in the yeah. game at all, yeah. is because he's like, We can't send Chabot in there to just keep pumping th- fastball. Like, no matter how hard you throw, if the other team knows yes.
0: you, throw,
1: they'll time it up. For well, you. and if you look at the pitch Davis hit, he chokes up and and Rajay like- is is thinking, all right, if this if I'm going to hit it, this pitch has to be below my waist.
0: And <laughs> he basically swings to a
1: spot, and a roll just hits his bat, and it's a home <laughs> <He> run. <is. sighs>
3: so, and hey, Montero ended up driving in what would be not considered the winning run, but the. The the, lead, the last run.
1: Yeah, and then he has the great moment. He gets to first base and he was all excited and he does an extra hard high five to Brandon Hyde. And then he tooks, he looks over and sees the, I guess, it's, I don't know who it is. Whoever's at third. Zobrist? Zobrist by
3: that point, right? And he, no, you Zobrist. see it? No, it couldn't have been
1: Zobrist. It had to be whoever was after Zobrist. And he goes, Why the fuck didn't he send him?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um,
3: because Rizzo scored on Montero's single.
1: That's right. So it was Yeah. Zobris. So it was Zobras Because Zobras
3: went yeah. from second to third. Yeah. Yeah, and well, I, I was asking the same thing. So Why did he send them? Yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, they were worried about the great Brandon Geyer's arm.
3: Right. So, <laughs> or, uh, that? That's back them. when baseball was fun. <laughs> like so.
1: All right, so... uh there are rumors, and and you know if Al Yellen is behind the rumor, it's got to be true.
2: <laughs> oh man, uh, that
1: <laughs> I saw I saw Evan tweeting
3: about it too, and I usually trust Evan, so
1: yeah, it does. It, it may, you know, so the rumor is that Marquis and Comcast are going to announce a deal tomorrow. Which, as much as I've had fun making fun of Marquee, I have I have lots of friends who have Comcast, and I want them to actually be able to see the Cubs.
3: Do you though? I mean, really? I do, well, part of
1: it is I feel like when I. It's, it's fun to make fun of Marquis, and I do it all the time. I want more people to be experiencing the same thing as me at the same time so we can all pile on all the time. Well,
3: if it makes you feel better, I'm a YouTube TV guy, and they were not mentioned in this rumored deal with Comcast. Oh, no. So.
1: Uh, Marquis is running nasty uh, social media ads about YouTube TV, basically telling fans to switch. So they're clearly not. They're not even. I've heard they're not even talking, much less.
2: And um, I did switch. I was. I had YouTube, and I switched it to Hulu for Marquee
1: Stooge. So you guys both have. You guys both have various ways of watching Marquee. And yeah, I've
3: I've got a backdoor. I'm not gonna say how, but I I got a backdoor.
1: I have it. Kyle and I have it legitimately. I have it through DirecTV. Kyle has it through Hulu. Whatever. Hulu Live is that what they call it? Is when you get those other channels. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and Kyle has thoughts. He's been watching Marquee, and he has. Oh, thoughts. I can't wait! For <laughs> I can't wait for these.
2: So yeah, I, I finally finally upgraded or switched or whatever you want to call it to Marquee. Uh, so I really hadn't been exposed. My only exposure to it has been um, Andy's uh, <laughs> stories on here. So you can imagine my favorite mind going in. Uh, I was, I thought the noteworthy things from the scrimmages against the White Sox were. Uh, two adjustments that caught my eye. The first one was when... I'm not sure where they got their radar gun from for that opening night scrimmage, but when Kyle <laughs> Hendricks was out there throwing 94.
3: <laughs> I, heard, I heard the gun was a little hot.
2: <laughs> yeah, the, the gun was juiced. They got that one uh, fixed up pretty quick. And they also... Um, they added the uh, the pitch counter on there after one night, which yep. I don't know how you didn't possibly have that oh. on day one. But the, the thing that's caught my eye is... Every couple of innings, they show these tweets that yes. there is no way these tweets are real. They have to, <laughs> like they're one hundred percent being generated by somebody who works for Marquee, and they're just putting them on this. They're the like the least substantive tweets you could ever have. Oh god! What are My, these
3: tweets? And, I, I I have not seen one second of Marquis. So like, have-
2: it's like oh it's. Great to see the Cubbies on at Marquee Sports Network with at Lennon JD. It's, like, it's just so um, blatantly fake. <laughs> like,
3: oh so my... no no no! I bet I bet those are real. They're, it's like the people who make the stupid signs at games. They yeah. know they'll get on television.
2: My favorite
1: one though was from, uh, I think it was the second Sox game, and it was the it was the lady who tweeted in that Kyle Schwarber is her kid's favorite player, and he's been watching him. He's he's grown up watching the Cubs. And he's five. And I. said it's great that that lady thinks her five-year-old son is grown up.
3: Is grown up. Send him out in the world and get a job. Oh,
0: that's
3: fantastic. So I thought it was odd. So Marquis. Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Marquis is basically the television station equivalent to the bus tours from Iowa. Right? Like, it, it's everything we hate about Cubs fans. It's the... It's the, it's the Goobers and whoever else from Iowa and Arkansas who come in for their one game a year. That's,
1: that's what marquee is.
2: Pretty much, yes.
0: Yeah, that's basically <laughs> what it
1: is. Okay. They, uh, they're they going to do a two-hour pregame show tomorrow and a one-hour postgame. And um, as I wrote, it's, it's aggressively punctuated. It's uh, Cubs live pregame. And with an exclamation point and Cubs live post game with an exclamation, well, point, an exclamation point, which I'm sure is just because Cole Wright is going to be yelling the whole time, which will be <laughs> if, fun.
3: If they lose the game, do they take the exclamation point off?
1: <laughs> it's question mark. It's and, question mark. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, and and they I was kind of surprised. I mean, I'm sure they were practicing, but it seemed odd to me that they didn't. They didn't do one of the pre- or post-games around these exhibition games. They're just going to like, ah, we'll just do it Friday. I'm sure everything will be fine.
2: We'll do it live. Oh.
1: Yes, they're very much Bill O'Reilly screaming at an intern.
2: <laughs> well, I you know, I don't blame them for not wanting to do a, a practice run because then they would have had to scrap another showing of the 20-strikeout game. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: they've
1: been showing the uh, Sandberg game nonstop this week. It's like... But- the thing is,
3: they had a practice. Run. I mean, there were spring training games. There were like three weeks of spring training
1: games, right? Like, and they never did any pre or post game with that either. <laughs> it's like they had like, like we're not going to never... do pre
3: or post game for spring training, but like stuff like the pitch count or the radar yeah. gun or, or just how you're going to run it. Like you have this trial run. Oh, uh... the
1: the guys, the two mics who run the team have both failed at every other network they've ever been at, and they were just handed the keys. Here you go, make this great. So last night, Kyle, I don't know if you saw this. They, have, they were showing all the cool cameras they have in Wrigley. I did see All that, the yeah. new ones they put in, which are one, one new camera, and they <laughs> buried it in the, in the ground right in front of Javi. Just to guarantee that at some key moment, Javi will to go to field hop. a routine ball and it will bounce over his head to lose the game for the Cubs because they put this weird out-of-focus, weird angled camera in the ground to innovate. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait for that. Uh, and then they've got um, Taylor McGregor, their sideline person. He has a very tough job. You're a sideline reporter in a game where you're not allowed to talk to the players, and there's no fans. Um, and there's no sidelines. <laughs> but so far, I was, I was just, I, I was just kind of noticing this. You know, she came from the Rockies. Her dad used to be the president of the Rockies. Um, She's very Rockies intensive and she manages to talk about the Rockies in pretty much every one of her up there, every one of her drop ins. And it was funny because she had one that she didn't mention them at all. And I thought, oh, there you go. And then the very next one was all Rockies. <laughs> it's like, do you know which team you're the <laughs> sideline person for? The other thing she does, which will make her fit in perfectly with David Ross, is she's one of those people who nervously laughs and talks through it all the time. Oh, God. Ross is like the master of that. <laughs> he's talking to me when he's doing that. It's like stop it. She does it too, and it's I'm hopefully she gets comfortable and stops. But otherwise, it's gonna make me uh, want to right.
3: myself. But I mean, why? I mean, I have I have thoughts about the sideline reporter, but just the position in general. But you're right. Like they can't interview anybody. At all, and not that they interview anybody during the game, really, but they can't interview anybody before the game now.
1: Yeah, right. It's like
3: can't... Kelly Kelly Curl's thing was the whole well, I had a chance to talk to. You. Of course, you had a chance. You work for the fucking network, but yep. the Cubs own. I'm not shocked that they gave you access <laughs> to Joe Madden, but Jesus freak. And anyway, but like now she can't even do that. Like that she can't like go to batting practice and like chat up a player. So, well, that was
1: the reason I tweeted I miss Kelly Kroll the other night was not because I missed the excellence of Kelly Kroll so much as <laughs> it was a lot better than what we were getting. <laughs> well,
3: I mean, unless you want to um, like let her analyze what she sees from the field, use it as a third, you know, a, a second analyst who chimes in with something, but is she, you know if she – qualified to do that? Is she allowed to do that? Yeah, I
1: mean, or is she going to turn in, is she going to be Chuck Garfine and just be a cheerleader for the entire game? Hey, Garfine, you know, I guarantee you during the opener, Garfine sits down and pretends interviews one of the cardboard cutouts. That's a guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> he's He thought of that a month ago, and he thinks it's he the funniest thing ever, and he's got it all planned out, and it's right. going to go over like a, you know... He can't wait. Like a turd in the street. But he's already on it. Yeah, it's... They, the job is completely... It's superfluous on its best day, and it's completely
0: needless. The now. only
3: one who gets it right, it seems to me, is the NBA. And I think it might only be TNC because they stick... Well, no, because Doris Burke does it sometimes. Like usually now she's doing just the real analyst job. But they stick a real analyst down there yeah. who at least is going to ask the coaches real questions.
1: Yeah, yeah they'd be um, a Hall of Fame basketball player to go talk to them. Right,
3: who can at least like watch the game and see it in a way that I can't.
1: When she does Bulls games, you... Wish she would actually just explain things to Jim Boylan instead of asking. questions. <laughs> right. All right. Jim, let me Jim tell you. Boylan. Let me tell you why you shouldn't have called that time out. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> have Jim Boylan ask
3: her a question. <laughs> um, so well, I I have to say you two have made me excited for my initial Marquee voyage tomorrow. Oh yeah. Uh, I um, because I have no doubts that it, I am just gonna either laugh or cry or both. Well, I, that they they hijacked the entire organization to start this thing and
1: it sucks. Very excited about seeing what the studio looks like. How many Sloan logos are in every shot? Cuz I just assume it's going to be that's everything. every
3: every shot. Now Len and JD can be at Wrigley, right? They're actually there. Yeah, they're yeah. only there. They have to be at they're Wrigley only for there. road there. They can't gigs. go on the road. Right. They
1: literally go back to the do they go back to their uh perch Four road games and they couldn't from set wrigley. up
3: something wherever their studios are do we what? even know where their studios are
1: They're. i assume do, they're in gallagher way someplace do they know We're where there. their studios no, are they don't know yet. <laughs> they're gonna get a text in the morning <laughs> so we think
3: the studios are in wrigley
1: i think they're i think they're across the grass.
2: yeah i think they're in the yeah in the office building yeah, yeah. that would can make the, sense can the radio announcers travel are they they're either?
1: doing the same thing and every team's it's doing it thing. it's weird that you would think yes you would just go like the Cubs built this presumably although it's the Cubs presumably multi-million dollar broadcast center you think you'd use it um, but no they're gonna go to the they're gonna sit in the in their box at Wrigley to do road games maybe they're more comfortable that way the uh, but every team's doing it the radio's gonna yeah. do it and then um, I was watching the SNY I was watching the Mets. And Keith Hernandez kept complaining that because the way he announces is he watches on the monitor and then when the ball's hit, he looks up to the field. Well, they're in the press box at City Field, but the game's being played at Yankee Stadium. And at one point he goes, damn it, I've got to stop looking at the field every time somebody hits the ball. <laughs> <laughs> And then the other thing he did was he was trying to talk to – there's so many monitors in the booth. He was trying to talk to Ron Darling, and there was a, there was a monitor in between them, and they're both doing the – they lean one way, and the other guy leans the other way. And he goes, <laughs> I feel like Judge Smales. And then, and then at a completely inappropriate time, when Gary Cohen is, like, talking about somebody who tested positive for Cohen for, uh, for COVID, Keith starts laughing. And he, he looks up, he goes, somebody sent me the clip of Smails with a lamp. <laughs> <laughs> He's not paying any attention to the other two guys. They really, I hate the Mets, but those three guys are great.
3: Those three guys are pretty good. Um, I wonder if Darling and Hernandez have always hated each other. <laughs> like, did they hate each other in 87? And they've just been stuck together ever since? Like, they can't they can't get away from each other. And they
1: don't sit next to each other.
3: No, uh, they Gary Cohn sits in
1: between. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Gary
3: Coates is between them.
1: Um,
3: maybe they were just too coked up back in the day to even notice. I don't know. But uh, this is going to be. Spe- it's not as bad as what they're doing for for hockey. I don't know if you've seen what they're going to have to do no. with, for the Hawks no. broadcast. So, Olchek is going to be at the NBC studios in Stamford. The game is in Edmonton. Foley's going to be here. Oh, yeah. So, they've got three different sites at work for that. Bad. And they don't control the feed. The feed, you know, is like a universal feed. It's, I think TSN is doing the one, and Edmonton and NBC is doing the one. So like, they can't really talk to the director and say, "Give me this replay or give me that." They're kind of just gonna have to roll with it. So uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. I, I'm sure Foley's gonna be great at calling a game remotely.
1: Yeah, it's. Um... It's going to be the same for the national games, like right. Because uh, Fox they're, they're is doing for the studio right on uh, well right now, and, and they're not even going to be in the same studio. So it's the same as that. Adam Amin is going to do Saturday's game. Um, I don't know if he's going to be in his house or if he's going to go to a studio for Fox, but Caros is going to be—he's going to be the color announcer. And he's going to be in LA. Joe Buck said that he's going to be in Colorado because him and his wife are visiting her in laws, and Smoltz is going to be at the in New Jersey at MLB Network and doing the game that they're going to do. And then Fox announced today, and they showed a clip. They're going to have uh, fake digital fans in the stands mm-hmm. for the Fox. Yes, game. they are, and it looked oh, really it bad. Looked,
3: well, if you've I, I, Andy, I don't know if you've been watching, but ESPN did that for. Italian Serie A, they put, like, these fake... I don't even know if you call them fans. It's just, like, they put these, like... Like, remember the VUCA salt video for either <laughs> That building they did it in front of in Bucktown, back when Bucktown was Bucktown? And it had, like, the shiny red, like, flags on it. Uh-huh. Like, that's what it looks like for Serie A broadcast. It's not, like, fans so much. It's just these, like, shining, like digital panels that kind of fl- flop in the breeze. It's really
1: distracting. Well, I know that the Fox was working with EA Sports for f- already for football to have like the Madden crowds mm-hmm. for football. So I assume they're just doing the exact same thing for baseball. And-
3: It'll be much more synced up for football, I guarantee you. Yeah, They'll absolutely. take that much more seriously. <sighs>
1: But to me the I, I got used to the empty crowd thing right away. like this this is not that big a deal for me. I mean I, I, I think it'll be more distracting to have them try to pretend that it's not. and I and I also think the the, the Mets that was the first game where I saw with the with the cardboard cutouts behind home plate. and it it didn't annoy me at all. It was better than looking at like right now the Nats and Yankees are on ESPN and all you're sitting there looking at a sea of Delta logos on the empty seats. Uh, which is I guarantee you why the Nats do not have cutouts there because they're like, hey, Delta, look at all the free, look at all the advertising. That shouldn't be free. Um, And the Cubs, I I don't know what the Cubs excuse for not doing anything is, but we'll see. I just assume pink hat guy is going to be sitting there um, tomorrow. (laughs) Anyway, he just showed up and came and sat in his seat. Give me out. Try it. I'm socially distant. Screw you.
3: That's exactly how he'd say it too. Um, yeah, I mean, I—it's a little jarring when you hear just the silence. I guess I have come to understand having the pipe to, it does feel familiar, but it is—it is weird. I mean, you know, you know me, Andy. I've been watching all the Premier League and yeah. and stuff, and like. You're like they have this major crowd reaction, and they cut through a shot. You're like, yeah, but there's there's, there's no one there. Well, and, <laughs> it's just like.
1: And the difference there is when the Premier League the 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 crowd noise is only pumped in to the broadcast. For baseball, right. they're literally playing it over the they're PA. They're doing it in the PA, and the yeah. p- players have said they actually like it because it's better than. Like Jason Hayward said, you know, they have kind of this murmur that they do when nothing's happening. And he's like, you know, you're out there and you hear that and you just feel like there's people there, but there's not. Right. It's but they're, they're really doing it. I mean, Marquis has been running, I'm sure all the networks have, Marquis runs a disclaimer before the game about that you might hear swearing because, oh, my God, that would be <laughs> Yeah, that was,
2: that was great.
1: But that's why they're doing it. They're trying to drown out the, some of the sounds on the field. Um, mostly probably not to drown out the uh, swearing as much as the uh, homophobic uh, references that <laughs> professional athletes love to scream at each other all the time. They probably like to tamp that down a little. So, oh. I mean, really, it's, you need to hire, like, you need to hire a DJ to do the games whose job, instead of mixing music, is to mix crowd reactions so that you time it right. Um, well, they have that. The, the Cubs have done some fun, funny things, like... Um, after Contreras hit, when he came up to bat after a second homer last night, they, the crowd did, the, the fake crowd did the MVP chant. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, but you got to be able to time it right. I, what I want them to do is I want it to be a typical Wrigley crowd, so every routine ball that a Cub hits to the outfield, right. the crowd goes nuts. And then it goes, oh. <laughs> and then I want them, they have to be ready to boo Kimbrell. I mean, as soon right. as he blows the save, it's got to be, it's got to fill it with boos. <laughs> That'll be and
3: all of this ignores that none of this should be happening well, I mean, like, that's the problem
1: that. my stance on it is, is since the country gave up and decided <laughs> right. screw it then okay. i i feel like the i feel like it, honestly professional athletes are probably at a slightly less risk than the rest of us so go get them at least they're there are phony baloney protocols there's they're being forced to follow where for the, rest of, the us, rest of us, I go yeah. into, I run into the grocery store and there's some idiot there with a mask on with her nose sticking out of it. It's like, why do you, you know, did you put, do you put condoms on your feet? Is that, <laughs> how hard is it to wear a freaking mask?
3: Do you really want the answer to that? Yes, I don't want to know.
1: He's, it's the reason the guy has 11 kids.
3: Right. Like, come on now. <laughs> like,
0: so, yeah,
3: I mean, I, I, you know, my, my post about this went up on Denzel just a little while ago, but yeah, like. So I- Juan Soto test positive like like five hours before the game, or they said nine a.m.
1: So yeah, and he and he'd already tested positive for it once before.
3: Well, he was quarantined right. because he'd been in contact with oh, someone. had...
1: Okay. okay, so the first one was and, a preemptive quarantine. Right. Now,
3: and, and they were under D.C. rules at the time, which said the District of Columbia said if you've come into contact with anyone who was tested positive, you must quarantine for fourteen days. So he was doing that. So he was. Now, since they've gotten close to the season, the Nationals are now allowed to operate under MLB rules, not DC rules. Right,
1: so now he, he as long as he gets two, right. two 24, negative 20, tests 24 hours apart, then he can come back.
3: But he's been around his team. They're yes. like, well, everyone tested negative and no one's showing symptoms. He's not showing symptoms. It takes five days for someone to test positive after they get it. Takes three or five days before you start showing symptoms. We're just gonna assume it's fine. Like, well, we we did contact tracing. We didn't find anybody. He's been on the team,
1: and somehow that's not the most absurd story. Because somehow. we're sitting here. the The season has started. The Yankees and Nats are playing. The season started.
2: The Blue Jays don't have anywhere to go.
3: Yeah, right. They still don't know where the Blue Jays are gonna play. <laughs>
2: I saw the Iowa, the Iowa Cubs made their pitch on Twitter today. I saw that this morning.
3: Oh, yeah? Oh. Do they have the right lights?
2: <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. It's
3: Because uh, that's Buffalo's problem, right? They, they, yeah. they don't have proper lighting. I think well, Amish
2: players didn't want to play it. Right. Buffalo's play.
1: problem was it's in Buffalo.
3: The yeah, players
1: were like, oh, yeah, we don't want to do that. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, because then Nashville said, hey, we'll take them. And I think the players would be like, oh, we could do that. That would be all right.
3: Right. They don't have any rules down there.
1: Charlotte has said they'd take them. Um, but they're still holding out for a big league stadium, which I don't – I can't imagine one's coming. So at some point no, – I don't know. At some point, they're just going to have to pick a home. They start right. on the road, so they don't – I think their first their first home game was supposed to be, like, next Tuesday right, or Wednesday, Wednesday.
3: Wednesday, the 29th. Yeah.
1: So they've got a little time. But they don't because you've got to get all their – you, know, you gotta get you all gotta set up you gotta figure out where they're gonna live I mean it's not just like oh good we have a park let's drive over there I mean, it's, a little, <laughs> yeah, really? it's a little more complicated than that you're not trying to find a little <laughs> league field in Batavia somewhere <laughs> is that one open all right we'll play at it that's not so we we'll there
3: they're gonna play all their games at the field of Dreams stadium
1: they might as well they might they might get as well. get your money's worth hang out in Dyersville for an entire summer <sighs> Woo. I
3: don't know can you guys I mean, you guys tell me: Are you gonna enjoy this, or are you just
1: gonna watch it like a car crash? <laughs> well, honestly, it's... I mean, you're
3: not gonna be as invested in this Cubs season as you've been in every other one. Like, it, there's no way.
1: No, I mean, I'm right? of the mind that this is a completely um, the season doesn't. You know, it's it's just an irrelevant season unless the Cubs, the Cubs win. win. And then sure. it's completely legit, but I mean, if if the Cardinals or the Brewers or the White Sox win, no, it didn't even happen. It no, didn't even happen. Yeah, it's the that. league. It's the league cup. Yes, <laughs> it's like, pretty much it's like, oh, that was cute. You guys won that. That was. Nice. <laughs> yeah, but if right. the Cubs won it, I'll run. Around, I'll run around the neighborhood with a Cub flag,
2: screaming and yelling like. They...
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I mean, I'm glad to have something to watch. Yeah, know, that's, that's the
2: biggest thing. Yeah, it's just baseball. having it. Yeah. Yeah,
3: I mean, so, I, you know, I tell people this all the time. It's okay. To say both of, I don't think they should be playing. It makes me uncomfortable they are, and I'm glad to have baseball right. to watch. Those all of those things can be true.
1: I mean, we can watch it guilt free because we're not the ones. F- we didn't make a decision for them to play.
3: Right, I didn't make them play. If bad I'm things happen, happen, it's not our fault. I was just sitting here. Yep. Um. But yeah, I I'm gonna try and enjoy it. But like, I was like, all right, Nats and Yankees. I'll toss it on, and like within the first. 20 seconds, there's Alex Rodriguez. They said when Basker is doing his and the news broke today that Juan Soto is out. And so then Rodriguez immediately says why he's out and how that affects the Nationals. It's like that's not the story. The story isn't, oh, they're without their Left fielder. Yeah, he
1: didn't foul. He didn't foul a pitch off his front.
3: He didn't. He didn't break at all. He has
1: a potentially <laughs> fatal virus,
3: right? That he may have infected right. others. That he may have spread
1: virus. to everyone else on his team.
3: <laughs> right.
1: That's a problem,
3: and I don't expect Alex Rodriguez to like know how to talk about that. Or to know anything. It's not fair to him. <laughs> but like, that's that's where the disconnect is for me. It's like I can I can keep these dual track running. But when, I, when, when you get into that, and, th- and it happens with, like, the real writers. Like, Buster only will be breaking down how they're going to replace Soto in the lineup. It's like, that's not the story. Right. I don't care how they're going to replace him in the lineup. Uh, but ESPN's not going to give you that, and Fox isn't going to give you that, so whatever. Because they're the reason we're, they're doing this in the first place.
1: Yep. They, somebody was writing checks, and the Major League Baseball said, We need to cash those. So. except the Dodgers, what do they we need? Care. What do we need to do to catch? It? Yeah, the Dodgers are like, yeah. All right, can anybody <laughs> watch our games? No, ah, it doesn't matter.
3: Well, everyone can watch their games now. They struck a deal with Directv. They are finally viewable in all of Los Angeles.
1: It yes. only took a decade. Channel Seven six, years. channel six ninety on my Directv. Already but
3: heard. Andy, as you pointed out. That didn't matter to the Dodgers because they're not the one eating that loss of
1: fees. No, that was Time completely – the reason that it was. it's a much bigger deal for the Cubs with Comcast is they're getting the money, and if, the, if Comcast doesn't have them, they don't get the money. Where with the Dodgers, right. they were Time guaranteed order- their the- full amount no matter if anybody could see them. Right. Who negotiated that deal? <sighs> That's how deals used to be before the Cubs showed up completely late to the party again. <laughs> We'd like that deal. You can't have it. Oh, You can't have
3: it. We want that. We can't have Oops. it. Well, we're going to try anyway.
1: And somebody's like, God damn it, who negotiated these ridiculous deals that we have? Crane, do you know? Uh, Crane. It was me. Crane, you
3: have any Oh, good idea? job. I'm
1: glad you still have this job then. Way
3: to go. <laughs> Evan and I had to go back and forth with some goober who is like trying to make the case that Comcast needs to be begging Marquis oh, to come back? It's like, do you do you know how much bigger a company Comcast is yeah. than Marki? Like, do you know how little Marquis matters to them? It,
1: to me, I mean i I believe there's going to be a deal tomorrow, just because people other than Al have said it. But that's a bad business decision for Comcast. I mean, the defensible right. one yeah. was we're not going to pay, we're not going to make, we're not going to pass this cost along to our viewers, most of whom don't want it because that's the reality, for two months of games and then nothing for six months before they start playing again. It was like, call us in March and we'll work something out. Um,
3: (laughs) And we'll work it out on our terms. So what it
1: says to me is the Cubs are taking it in the shorts to get this deal done. (laughs) They have to be. There's no way Comcast is like, you know what, Uh, yeah, we're going to give you that full amount because uh, we just want to.
2: You right. Yeah. Now, now it makes sense too. Yeah,
1: right. I crane, you make, make it. Ago, yeah. but. At, at no point did anyone say crane. You make a great <laughs> argument. Here you go. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> We feel like it. We feel like being nice because that's something Comcast ever does. And they're like, "Oh, okay, we'll take it now for two months." And like with, and then there's, you know, there's their ESPN and Fox games. So you're really
1: talking about what, like, fifty. I think it's. I think there's 54 marquee games.
3: Okay, so not even two months worth. No. Of programming, yeah, we're gonna pay you the full boat for that. Go ahead. Oh man, they are so stupid. They're so they're so idiotic.
1: Yeah. It's it's like a slow motion car crash.
3: Like, like they're mode. worse than the McCaskies because at least the McCaskies try. They're just incompetent. <laughs> like they just don't know how. Like not only are the Cubs incompetent, they don't even try. <laughs> Ugh. Well, that well, well, that's fun. On that note.
1: yeah All right. Well, uh, real games start on start whenever you hear. Probably today, considering, you know, most people aren't going to listen to this on Thursday. But uh,
3: you would hope, but you never know.
1: I mean, I know there's people who just sit and refresh their phone nonstop for weeks at a time. Oh, there it is. The podcast you you, has arrived. You mean you? Is that you? I know when it comes up, so I don't have okay. to. Do it. Otherwise, I would. I absolutely, I would do
3: that. Is it your dogs? It's your dogs, isn't it? Yeah, it's like,
1: there it is. <laughs> That's how we do this. They point at it like it's a you know, like it's a bird <laughs> that I just shot. They just point right at it. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be nice to, to have baseball to watch, and uh, I'm sure that I'll, I'll tell myself going into the season this doesn't matter. Just watch it for the enjoyment, and by the second inning tomorrow, I'll be swearing at the TV and demanding that I say, "I know the people said that you can't get fired as a manager for this half-assed season, but I think Dave Ross should be fired."
3: Do you do you agree with me that says this, this has every potential to be an absolute
1: disaster for the Cubs? I get, the, I, get weird, 20 wins, I get the wins. weird feeling that it's there's only two routes it can take. Okay, they're either really good or they're awful. Look. Okay. I just, for tell some reason... Sell I, me I, I, on really good. Well, they have... They have good players. They're going to have <laughs> yes. to... You know, I mean, they, they really... Like, the top, what, six guys in the lineup, you look at it like, ooh, that's pretty good. I'd like to... i go to war with that, especially the fact that they've got them batting in order now, which is nice. <laughs> right. um, I mean, they've got uh, two the, starting pitchers, and half, then they have If half else. hits
3: at all, it's a good lineup. Yeah. But they have... That's you know, the starting rotation. I don't, but I, I, we can't, I can't guess what, how much the starting rotation even matters in this, but it has to matter because if they're bullpen dependent, they're yes. boned. Right.
1: I mean, you know, the the teams that win are either going to be teams that the starters make up the bulk of their innings and pitch. Well, like, the Nats, who we're watching right now, that'll end up... I don't know if it happened the first week, but at some point, Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin are going to get most of their innings, and they're going to be good. Or it's going to be a team who figures out their bullpen and can just, as soon as a starter gets in trouble, yank. We've got extra guys. We're just going to right. do it. The Cubs don't aren't really suited for either.
0: <laughs> right. And that's, a, that's <laughs>
1: distressing. That's a problem. <sighs> And it's the problem that Jose Quintana's out, and it and that's like, well, does that really make that big a difference? It no. makes a
3: big difference when you see seen Alec Mills out there.
1: No, well, I I don't under I I would like somebody to explain to me why uh, Chatwood is the th- is going to start the third game, which means because I
3: think they, I think they think John Lester isn't ready, so they're pushing him back as far as they can.
1: So then when he pitched. You know, when he actually pitched well last night, that was like a shock to them. It's like, I, you know, do do they monitor their own pitchers' bullpens? They have a lab. Yeah. They don't need people yeah, down there. It's yeah. like, oh, we put him in front of the Rapsodo camera, and he looked like shit. So, <laughs> yeah. Chatwood was amazing with that thing. Oh, my God, you wouldn't have believed it. It's like, yeah, the ball was bouncing all over the bullpen, but <laughs> it was going really fast when it did it. Oh, really moving. Um, I would just, the problem is if if Chatwood starts the season starting third, it means, I, although hopefully they'll Yankee mother, it means he gets more starts than.
3: Well, if, see, if this were a normal season, we've gone into the last three seasons now, two seasons, and said, well, they'll hit. And then they kind of don't. Right. I mean, they kind of do. And then they kind of don't. They certainly don't when it matters. And then everything else falls apart. Now, their best 60 game stretch last year is more than enough to make the playoffs now.
1: They, well, like, especially now.
3: Right. They're, they're Honestly, there's like no. And in something.
1: As flawed as they might be at their worst, there's no excuse not to be one of the top eight teams in the National
3: League. Oh, they, they would really have to bomb hard. It'd have to be really and bad. Like, and people would have to get hurt. Yeah. Um, like, they, they can. I mean, I mean sixty games anything could happen, but i like they can scratch out thirty wins and that's probably all it takes.
1: Yeah. I mean the, the the decision today to expand the playoffs should have been a huge deal in the city of Chicago because you really both teams now should make the playoffs. No excuse. <laughs> I mean I mean I,
3: so it's it's the top two teams in each division. So I guess you could see where like the Cardinals and Reds have a great... Well, no, it's
1: the three division winners and then three...
3: No, no, no. They, I looked at Passant. Tweeted, it's three, then three, and then the next two. So, the top two in each division just oh, okay. go. Oh. Uh, and then and then, the next two well, yeah, they, best. They
1: really shouldn't be able to miss it then. <laughs> right.
3: But, I don't I was looking over that Cardinal lineup when I was writing up the NFL. That team still sucks. <coughs> they sucked last year. They got absolutely embarrassed. In the NLCS, which is which is what they deserved. And like they they just lost Marcelo Zuna and we're like, well we have try hard white guy Tommy Edmonds, so it's fine. Yep. He's gonna hit like two fifty. Can't wait.
1: Yeah, 'cause the as much as much mileage as they get out of those one year wonders, they're literally one year wonders. Your two is always just there. Them Jeremy Hazelbaker in flames. <laughs> getting, and they're old. Going one for 22.
3: I mean, I guess, like, a 60-game season helps teams that are old because they don't have to grind it out over six months. Oh, yeah, yeah Yaddy can
1: catch can catch every inning. don't <laughs> and even need will. a backup for 60 games. Ah, hell, he's just getting warmed up. So, Although he'll break his thumb with a week to go in the season just because it's, right. it's traditional. Like,
3: I would be – I'm going to – I said I wouldn't get upset, but if the Cubs don't finish at least second, I'm going to get upset. There's just no excuse for them to not finish
1: at least second. I saw somebody tweet, some Cardinal fan tweeted that the Cardinals have the best P&D in the league. And it took me a minute. I'm like, what? I mean, I... Pricks and dumbasses? Is that what... Yes, I agree with that. Yeah, oh, I agree with that. Oh, pitching and defense. It's like, all right. I, I don't... defense I, my ass, their defense no, blows! Right. Like, if you have Paul DeJong playing... you like have Paul DeJong out there. You do not have the best defense. <laughs> like, Dexter's
3: falling apart and right, you know, like,
1: I don't want to hear it. They got little curly-haired Johnny Tryhard in center <laughs> running into the wall as hard well, as Well, no, other,
3: other curly-haired Johnny Tryhard's in center, right? What's uh, What's his name? The one who can't hit, hate, hate,
2: no, hate, hater. The other hate, I don't uh, know. Hater, Bader? Bader. Is, he still, is he still alive? Is he? Yeah,
3: still that's what. Yeah, he he's, he's, he's. Oh, is that what you meant? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no,
1: I hate that guy. Yeah. Actually, the the worst thing for me about the the Blue Jays not having a home is where are all the Randall Gritchik's groupies supposed to know where to? We're gonna queue up.
3: We're gonna catch herpes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, they can just follow the Brewer team bus if you want to do that. That's You're right.
3: Something. If you want to do that, they can just follow the Brewer team bus. There we go.
1: All right. It, so it'll, uh... be, it'll be pulling into port tonight. <laughs> yeah, they're probably maybe tomorrow. There. Maybe oh, they
3: bust down tomorrow.
1: Yeah, for travel purposes, they're just gonna. They're not even gonna shower. They're just gonna drive back and forth to Milwaukee every day. That'd,
3: Might as well. They probably should. I will mean... <laughs> probably be safest. Uh, oh, man, here's, here's Kendrick's homer of uh, Joe
1: Kelly. Why did anyone ever think Joe Kelly was good? Oh, teams like guys who pull their pants up to their nipples.
3: <laughs> and have, like, a weird internet persona. <laughs> did you
1: see Joe Kelly, when the quarantine first started, he set up a net in his backyard, and he missed it and broke and a window in it. his house? <laughs> it went window like the neighbor's yard? Uh, you're a major league pitcher. That net, was, <laughs> that net was very large. You should have hit that. <laughs> Uh, Dylan Maples does that. And uh, neighbors. Dylan Maples are the ones does that break. Yeah, it's but, terrible. But
3: he's not a major league pitcher, <laughs> yeah. and he's not making five million a year or whatever the Dodgers threw at Joe Kelly.
1: All right. Well, uh, it'll be uh, exciting. It'll be. It'll at least be entertained. I can't even promise that. It's going to be something this week. It's going to be entertaining. And the next time we do this, we will have actual <laughs> games that count as much as anything I mean, counts this year.
3: as much as anything counts it'll be entertaining that doesn't necessarily mean it'll be good
1: it's got to be better than i've i've watched everything on netflix that you could possibly watch um so i think even bad baseball will yeah be I've, i
3: that. i went through, i went through the entire run of justified uh party down um another comedy i can't think of i'm now Two thirds of the way through Breaking Bad, so yeah, I, I, I've done the television thing. Like yeah. I'm, I'm good. I, but
1: anyway, all right, all right. So we'll uh, catch up with you guys next week.
0: Indeed. All right. Thanks a lot. See you guys later. Take care.